Hello, welcome to the Creative Writing Life Podcast. I'm Justin Sloan. And I'm Paul Zeidman, and our special guest today is screenwriter Nick Morris. Nick, thank you for coming on the show. Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited. I've been excited to talk to Nick for a while now since Paul forced me to watch an amazing movie. So. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's like, go I watch this movie out. so we can bring Nick on. And I'm like, fine. And then I watched it and I was like, yes, bring him on. <laughs> no, I've, I've known Nick through, uh, I think, social media for a while. And then yeah. uh, word started to spread that he, had, well, it, we'll set it up. Nick is a screenwriter. Uh, he is the original writer of the film from 2020, Becky. Uh, a horror film. We'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, but first, before we get all to the personal stuff, uh, Nick, what we usually do is uh, we start the show off by talking about uh, anything we've been reading or watching lately, you know, movies, books, comics, you know, anything, TV shows. Uh, and I'll start things off. Um, so I had the weekend to myself, uh, wife and daughter off at a uh, soccer tournament. So I said, okay, this is the weekend. I'm finally going to get around to watching Tenet uh-huh. on HBO Max. Looked great. If you tried to, if you asked me, can you, if you put a gun to my head, say, tell me how, what this story is, I would say, you might as well pull the trigger. I got nothing because it's, <laughs> it was, it was gorgeous to look at. I had, could not tell you what the story was supposed to be. I could kind of pick up clues here and there, but I know Christopher Nolan, he wrote it as well as directed it, but man, it was just too confusing and too, it was like a Mobius strip twisted over several times trying to keep track of what was going on and how things worked and i just i just left you know i can't say i left the theater because i watched it in my living room uh when it was over i was just like what did i just watch i mean i don't know if i want to watch it again knowing you know because it's almost like this the surprise of seeing it the first time where the, the novelty is there but i don't know if i could make it through a second viewing of that so you know oh. proceed at your own risk i'll put it that way oh. i actually we almost watched that one just uh, last weekend, my my wife was interested in checking it out, and um, I asked her if she enjoyed uh, Inception, and she said, "No, not really." I said, "You're probably not going to like this then," but uh, but yeah, we we still haven't uh, haven't uh, taken a shot at Tenet yet, so we might give it a go. We'll see. Yeah, I actually liked it a lot, and uh, so did my buddy Kyle. And it's funny because we don't always have the similar tastes. And so we were very confused about all the hatred toward it. But uh, well, I, think, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I just, <laughs> I just think it it didn't tell the story. Maybe he, you know, it's his movie, so he can tell the story however he wants. But I don't think he made it as easy to understand or as easy to follow as it could have been. Maybe it was, it was, it was more complicated than it needed to be. And that's just my take on it, though. Mm. I read another one recently, or not read. I watched one that I don't want to name because. Uh, I'm in talks with somebody who's involved in the development of it. Uh, <laughs> so I won't name any names, but it was it was like 90% exposition and 10% like uh, Transformers, Michael Bay stuff. And that's like all the movie was. It's just like some big set pieces, a whole bunch of exposition, and then the movie's over. And I'm just like, what? What? Wow. <laughs> I'm getting torn up on reviews though. So I mean, that's not like I'm the only one who sees it at least, you know? So I, sometimes that happens and you're just like, think you're stupid or you're the only smart one in the world, one or the other, right? <laughs> You know, right. <laughs> okay, mine real quick. I'm watching, I'm listening to the uh, audiobook of Something Like an Autobiography, which is Akira Kurosawa. And it Ooh. is awesome. I'm loving it because he's talking about, it's his whole life. He's talking about when he's a kid, how he just couldn't follow at school at all for like the first two or three years of school. He was just like a total sh- 
uh, fog and he's nothing under he didn't understand anything and the teacher would be like and he's not going to understand it and every time he says something of course akira is not going to understand it and it just like made him feel so stupid but it's interesting like this legend right like these great people who rise up to the top and uh at some point in his life felt like the stupidest person in the world you know <laughs> like it just makes you go wow but uh yeah so i'm loving the audiobook i'm only like an hour into it so far but uh i recommend so far Sounds cool. How about you, Nick? What's uh, what's the latest viewing in the Morris household? We're reading uh, or listening. Yeah, uh, you know, as a family, we're we're all in on the Marvel universe, so we're we're watching Loki right now, and uh, we're about oh, yeah. to watch watch the the new episode uh, after this, I think. Um, and everybody seems to be enjoying that so far. Um, personally, uh, you know, I I pretty much uh, live on a steady diet of uh, horror movies and um, wrestling docs. So, uh, <laughs> so pretty much anything that comes along uh, in that uh, in that vein, I'm all over. I just recently saw uh, Nick Cage's Mandy uh, for the first time, and uh, I quite enjoyed it. It's uh, you know, it's it's batshit crazy, but uh, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. That's great. That's I tried great. watching. Well, I couldn't understand that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's Nick, it's Nick Cage. That's all you need to know going in. Right. And, and he, he does achieve, you know, full Nick Cage, I think, by the end of it, which is well, something to behold. So <laughs> it wouldn't be a Nick Cage movie if he didn't. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, he did mention horror. So let's uh, get to the whole crux of the whole purpose of this uh, interview today. So Nick Morris is the original writer of the uh, big screen horror film from 2020, Becky. And uh, Nick, so you know, let's get started. Well, like, you know, how did you come up with the story? And you know, just take it from there. Yeah. So uh, the idea uh, it came to me in the car, which often is the case. Um, I've got about a two-hour drive between my parents' house and here, um, so I do a lot of my mental outlining and writing uh while i'm making that drive uh yeah uh, i was just thinking you know um home alone meets die hard with a you know gruesome horror twist right um you know and kind of you know make uh um a young girl and her dog sort of the the center of it right um <laughs> and that's that's really where it started and uh, that was uh i think in 2017 um and, and, you know, it didn't take me too long to, uh, to crank the script out for that. Probably the first draft, I don't know, I'd say about three months. And uh, um, I, you know, put it out on, on the internet for, you know, uh, people to see. And uh, it got scooped up right away. So, you know, um, and then, you know, the development process and all that. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I was surprised how quickly, you know, it uh it got snapped up. I didn't even really get to send it out very much. So <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so well, the question is, you know, both Justin and I have seen it. So the question is, uh, like, did they change a lot or they change, make little changes to your original script or did they just kind of, is what we see on screen what you wrote? Uh, the, the, the basic story is the same. Uh, there's definitely some changes uh, that were made after, you know, after I turned in uh, my final draft, um, the directors came on board the project, um, John Malott and Carrie Murnion, and, uh, and they brought uh, Lane and Ruckus Sky, the other writers, along with them to kind of, you know, execute their changes and 
and uh, whatnot. So, uh, yeah, there, you know, uh, lots of things changed, you know, with regards to, you know, the budget, I think, um, you know, there's some stuff that, that I had in there that, that didn't make the cut, um, you know, and, and with regard to the location that they found, you know, they, you know, had to make some changes in that sense. Becky got aged up the character because, uh, from the time wow. that, from the time that I, uh, sold the script to the time it went to production was about two years. So, and Lulu was, was on board, uh, Lulu Wilson, uh, the actress that plays Becky was on board pretty much from the very beginning. So, um, she was 11 at the time when the script sold, when she first read it. And, you know, by the time cameras were rolling, she was 13. So, uh, so that required, you know, uh, some changes there as well. Um, and, you know, things like, uh, uh, some things with regard to the key and to the bad guys, you know, there, there were definitely some changes um, in that sense. You know, uh, the dogs had a bigger part originally in my script and, mm. and so did the stepmother and the little boy. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, overall, you know, when you uh, sit down and watch it, it's the same story, you know, and the characters are all essentially the same. And, you know, I'm, I'm, more than happy with how it turned out great did you so how many scripts before this had you written uh that was actually the that was only the second feature script that i had completed oh we well, should um, say that because then people are going to hate you <laughs> yeah i know i <laughs> uh, you know it's so much of it is about luck man like you know if you you can get the the right material in front of the right eyeballs and you know and it connects with you know the right person at the right time it's it's you know that's really the key right yeah yeah i mean so definitely everybody's going to be wondering like how how did you get in front of the right eyes you know are you able to share that like did you just query certain producers or did you have a manager uh no actually there's a there's a screenwriting blog uh a, a pretty famous one that you know most people uh, most writers would know about uh, mm -hmm. called script shadow. And um, I, I don't know if it's the case anymore, uh, but, you know, at that time, you know, in years prior, script shadow used to do a thing every weekend where um, the, it was called amateur weekends yeah. and they would, they would host uh, five different scripts and they would kind of compete against each other. And, you know, the community would vote on the ones that they liked the best and whatever the winner coming out of that weekend was would get like a, a full kind of a review showcase thing the following week. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's, I, I submitted uh, the script to that. It used to be called originally it was called, there was a little girl um, based on the, on the little nursery rhyme that appears in the movie. Um, and uh, yeah, it won its weekend and it got its review and uh you know, the uh, 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 Carson, the guy that runs, runs the blog, uh, you know, didn't uh, didn't love it. But uh, thankfully, uh, uh, a producer that was reading it that weekend did. And uh, and we were on the phone talking about it right away. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's fantastic. That is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and where is it distributed? Like, where can I watch it right now? Do you know? I can uh, right now, I believe it's streaming on uh, Showtime in uh in the u.s and possibly i know it was on hulu i'm not sure if it still is it looks like it's uh, a premium subscription though so that probably means you can get hulu, showtime through hulu 
that may be yeah. here in Canada. It's streaming on uh, 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 Prime Video, Amazon Prime. Oh, it's only one ninety nine to rent too, by the way. So people listening to this, um, that's a bargain. Yeah, yeah, that's a good deal. <laughs> Ain't bad at all. Yeah, on Amazon too, or you can buy the movie right now for four ninety nine. Hey, sweet. I got yeah. I, I got mine. I got the DVD through. I got the DVD through Netflix. So you know that works just nice. as well too. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget. I always forget that Paul's old like that. I'm not <laughs> old. I just, no. I still, I, no, we've got several streaming services. Old school. Like some yeah. movies, Dude, I'm, some I'm movies, a physical media guy, too. Get, some movies you can't find on streaming anywhere. So you have to go, you know, the old school, you know, physical uh, technology. And still I still have a bunch of VHS tapes, man. Like, and, you know, I still have a working VHS player down here in the basement. Like, uh, I love, I love physical stuff. I have one of my grandpas. I got to go get it one of these days. We probably have a beta somewhere too. But anyway. Nice. <laughs> uh, so um, we'll go back to that in a second. But I want to ask before I forget. Um, uh, so Kevin James, is this his first role in like one of these kind of uh, scary roles? or do you Yeah. Know that? Yeah, absolutely. And oh. the thing with, with Kevin was um, originally um, they had approached uh, Simon Pegg with the script to play that role to play the bad guy role who's you know obviously another you know uh funny guy who you don't necessarily yeah. associate with that sort of uh with this sort of movie um and simon was all in and um you know something happened somewhere along the way he had a scheduling thing and 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 couldn't do it so he backed out but at the same time they had been in talks with uh kevin about uh playing the dad playing becky's dad in the movie and uh, when Simon uh, backed out and couldn't do it, uh, Kevin asked, I guess, you know, if he could read the for the bad guy. And and, uh, you know, he he must have impressed them. I know that, you know, that on set, you know, he he kind of blew everybody away. I don't think anybody was really expecting, you know, that performance from him. Yeah, he killed it. I thought like I, I, rec- I didn't really recognize him at first. I was like, wait, that's that's the guy from. Uh... What's the main show that he did? Uh, oh, King or King or Queen? King yeah. Queens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Paul Blart cool. on my movie set. Yeah. So on that so note, what like, happened were you to involved? Doug Efferman? Were you involved at all in the uh, any of the casting or working with the director or any of that process along the way? Uh, I wouldn't say involved. I was kept in the loop for sure. You know, cool. um, and you know, everybody that I uh, worked with on this was great that way. About you know. Um, you know, I think they sensed my excitement and, you know, and wanted me to, 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 to know every step of the way, you know, what was happening. Right. Um, so, get, and I, did, cre- sorry, go, sorry ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, did you get to, so were, did you like spend time the whole, during the whole production on set or were you there for just part of it? Uh, I was just there for a few days um, about when uh, early on in the shoot. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was um uh shot entirely in uh, ontario uh south of toronto uh in a, a community called burlington nice. and uh, that's you know um i'm i'm on the east coast i don't know uh, what your canadian geography is like but ontario is pretty much right in the middle of the country and i'm far far out on the east coast and uh, the atlantic ocean so uh so we, but uh, my wife and I went up for a few days, and I got to visit the set and, and meet everybody and and see it all come to life, and that was uh, that was a pretty mind blowing experience, man. Yeah, I bet. 
That's great. Uh, so I wanted to ask about, um, did you find representation out of this? Like, have you been able to use it to leverage your career in any way? Uh, yeah, I actually had, uh, uh, I met my, uh, my manager uh, through social media, actually, uh, quite a few years ago now, uh, probably seven or eight years ago. And, you know, with another script entirely. Um, and she, uh, she signed me on the strength of, of that script. And, um, yeah, um, so she's, um, uh, she's still with me and she's, uh, uh, part of uh, a bigger, um, uh, entity now called the, uh, citizen skull management. So, so I've got a, I've got a team there now and, um, they're, uh, they're fantastic. Awesome. That's great. I did want to ask you about the movie. So, I mean, I, was I was avoiding you know spoiler reviews because I wanted to be totally you know unprepared for what was going to happen. Sure. Um, one of the things I guess reading all of like you know generic comments, the, a lot of people made it sound like the movie was much more violent and gory than it actually was. I was actually surprised how it was actually toned down a lot more than I expected. Yeah, you know, granted there were some you know some gruesome parts to it, but it yeah. was not like you know wall to wall special effects and you know animal parts flying out of everywhere so yeah. was that part of like was that part of the original story or did like the the the, the writers who came in after you did they like you know uh, change things around a little bit um not really like in terms of you know uh the blood and the gore and the violence you know that was always there um i think that you know uh it catches people by surprise a little bit you know, they're not really sure what they're in for with this movie. And uh, it's sort of the uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre effect where, you know, you feel like, you know, you've just witnessed something, you know, far more violent and gory than you actually have. Right. But uh, that that being said, though, it's it you know, there's definitely uh, uh, some pretty brutal moments that uh, that I think, you know, uh tend to stick with people which you know is great you know then you know that's uh, i've done my job <laughs> that's great one of the things i think that's been really impressive is uh as i was saying at the beginning of the show that you know nick and i are connected on social media so i'll see like his stuff on his facebook page uh, facebook posts a lot and what has been completely amazing and overwhelming is the the love that people have for this movie and it is evidenced by the art that they're playing yeah. out on the internet. It's a, just like a, 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 a zillion caricatures of Lula Wilson in the title yeah. role with, with the hat and the, you know, the stuff on her face. Yeah. It's, and just it's like every, it's for a while, it's like almost every day you'd see like at least six or 10 of them at a time. Yeah. And, and Nick proudly posted as he should but just, you know, to see the, that kind of fan response to a horror movie yeah. that, uh, you know, it's, it's just really impressive. It just makes you must, must make you feel like I am, you know, that's because of me. And it must like, you know, certain kind of pride in that. Totally, man. It's, it really, the fan art just blows my mind. Like I, I never, you know, perhaps naively, I didn't really expect, cause I, I certainly wasn't writing a movie that was intended for, for kids or for you know young people or anything like that you know it was definitely i was going for a hard r rating um but uh, the character has really you know resonated with young people a lot 
and mm-hmm. you know not just young people but you know the, the, the so much of the fan art you know um that's come along like you know I've, I've tried to save every piece that i see and you know keep, wow. keep it all together there on facebook so that i can you know go back and look through it it's it's really cool it's um uh, it's quite a trip you know especially you know when uh when it was come you know when the movie was released and it was just coming fast and furious and you know every day there was like you say there's like four or five new you know uh pieces of fan art posted online with you know for for becky it was uh yeah awesome <laughs> that yeah. is awesome dream come true you, you can probably you can probably uh parlay that into like in the convention circuit or something eventually yeah, and you know, I've see, already seen some cosplay and some, uh, you know, some Halloween costumes last year. You know, so oh, yeah, really cool. I'm now hoping that once, hoping once the convention, you know, circuit kind of ramps back up to uh, full capacity again, I'll uh, actually get to see some some Beckys going in person. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but if you've created a, what becomes a Halloween costume staple, then you know you've hit the big time. <laughs> yeah, for sure, right. That is awesome. So what's next for you? So uh, have you got other projects in development or, you know, you've got your next, uh, you know, your next production starting to go or you know, what have you? I do have a couple of things uh, in development that uh, I can't talk about too much. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, with the pandemic, you know, that's definitely complicated things and, and slowed the process a bit, but uh, hopefully we'll uh, start to see uh, uh, some more, some more movement. Um, very soon um and i'm also i'm working on some new projects as well and i've also gone back and you know um i'm dusting off some older things that you know i did uh a few years ago that you know uh, a scripts you know it's scripts never really finished until you sell it right and then you've mm-hmm. turned in your final draft and you know because if if you're like me you just keep you know revisiting them every you know you know couple of years or whatever and you know mm-hmm. um you know tweaking things and changing things a little bit and you know um but if you put some space between you know uh yourself and and the work then you know uh new things rise to the surface that you want to you know mess around with i'm at least that's that's what i do do you that's do you great. feel that you're now going to be branded or do you feel like you already were branding yourself i was definitely trying you know, to brand myself as a horror guy, uh, going into this. Um, so yeah, if, if, if I get branded as, you know, as a horror writer, then I'm totally fine with that. That's, you know, that's my favorite genre, you know, and, uh, that's, you know, I'm also, I'm a big sci-fi fan too, but, uh, uh, that's, that genre is a little bit harder to crack as, you know, as a newer writer, right. Because everything in sci-fi, you know, often lends itself to bigger budgets and you know things like that so so i'm trying to stay in my horror lane at least for now yeah uh so some success i've had recently they're they're trying to label me as in a grounded elevated sci-fi writer (laughs) okay cool (laughs) whatever that means right (laughs) yeah But I was like, oh wow. So that sounds that sounds contradictory. A grounded elevated sci-fi. Grounded <laughs> elevated sci-fi. It's one or the does other. It, does that mean uh, uh low budget sci-fi? It means <laughs> trying not to go insane with the budget. Right. But right, right, right. Still being in a way sci-fi. So so the first script is is very 
uh, it's semi-contained, but it has like a cool sci-fi element to it. Okay. So there's not like aliens or big explosions or spaceships. Right. Or that. Uh, and I think that's where you would draw the line in that. Yeah. <laughs> Once you yeah. Some of those things in there. But. Yeah. And sci-fi is such a broad, you know, genre too, right? It can encompass so many different things, right? Yeah. Well, originally we were talking too, like it's almost prestige horror. This one is like another term that somebody had used when describing it. And it's okay. like, you can say prestige horror sci-fi. <laughs> anyway, okay. I'm trying to figure out what my brand is. And there's all these weird terms that are getting thrown at me that I don't quite comprehend. But uh, I mean, I understand all of them and that's what I am. Yes. I wonder, are prestige horror and elevated horror the same thing uh, or probably. similar? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, they're very smart anyway. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so the one we're actually making pretty soon is horror too. So I'm already totally ruining my brand regardless but uh, i'm glad that yours is working <laughs> yeah. no, that's cool all right so uh, did you have any more advice for like people aspiring and um do you feel like horror is an easier genre to break into have you have you heard any kind of wisdom on the street now that you're in uh i don't know if, if horror is an easier genre to break in with or not um you know, but there's, there's definitely always a market for it. So it never, it kind of never goes away. Right. Right. Our fans are, are always there and, and we're always hungry for, for new stuff. Um, so, uh, but, uh, you know, as far as advice, you know, the big thing is, um, I know at least how I felt when I first started writing several years ago, you know, I've, very protective of my work and you know and very uh concerned about you know who i'm showing it to and you know um you got to get past that and and put your stuff out there and and get as many eyeballs on it as possible um you know not to say that you know uh th things don't get stolen or anything like that you know i'm sure it happens right but uh it's uh if you don't if you don't put your stuff out there and you don't get uh, uh get people reading your material however you know you can you can manage to do that then you know it's just always going to be a file on your computer right so yeah. hey last thing for you did you find and maybe you can't answer this i don't know but did you find that they asked for a lot of free rewrites from you or did you more have a did you have a positive experience in that regard? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was it was a very positive experience. Um, in my agreement, uh, we were uh, part of the agreement was one full rewrite and one what they call a polish, which you know is basically a second rewrite. <laughs> but yeah. you know, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was uh, but that was that was there right from the beginning, you know. And I mean, uh, the relationship was such that. You know, I, I didn't mind going in and, you know, tweaking this or tweaking that, you know, as the, the notes came along. I was just, you know, um, really happy that, you know, uh, something I had written was getting produced. And, yeah. you know, and uh, eventually, you know, once uh, once I turned in my final draft, then that was it. And, you know, the, the director as the directors and the other writers kind of took over. Nice. Last one for me. And then I don't know if we'll see if Paul has any more questions. Um, did you study the craft? Uh, how did you learn to screenwrite? Uh, so, yeah, basically, um, you know, I didn't go to school for it or anything like that. I did study uh, uh, television and broadcasting in college, hmm. um, which was, you know, uh, kind of where I guess where my interest in, in writing started. But uh, as, as far as screenwriting goes, I'm self-taught. You know, I just had to uh, 
uh, teach myself how to format a script properly using, you know, internet uh, blogs and articles and just reading all the scripts I could get my hands on. And, and I've got a few dusty old screenwriting books around here that helped, you know, quite a bit with that. So, yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Okay. So I've got two follow-up questions. Uh, the first one is, so going back to that, you had to do a rewrite and then a polish. So were the changes that you had to make, I mean, were they, were there just a lot of them or were just a lot of little things here and there, or just kind of like, you know, actually, you know, I'm not sure if this works. How about we try this instead? I mean, what, was there a lot to it or is it just, you know, not as a, uh, not as, uh, huge as you thought it was going to be? Uh, it was just really the big thing with the rewrites was um, the characterization of the villains. Um, hmm. The the villain characters, as I had written them in the original script, were, were uh, they were just kind of bad guys, right? You know, um, they weren't Nazis necessarily. So that was that was something that the producers thought, you know, would uh, uh, give them a little more depth and a little more uh, uh, flavor, I guess. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was, as you know, as I recall, that was the major thing uh, with the rewrites was uh, kind of getting that um, uh, to a place where where they were satisfied that, you know, these are these are actually interesting bad guys. That's cool. Okay. That makes sense. That's very cool. So my last question. So uh, somebody come up, you know, somebody comes up, comes up to you and says, Nick, what's a horror movie you would recommend? You can't say Becky. So <laughs> what's the, what's the, okay. What's a horror movie that I might not never have heard of that you would highly recommend, but it can't be Becky. Wow. That you haven't heard of. Um, geez. Uh, I, I watched one on uh, on Shutter not long ago called uh, Mayhem, and it's um, uh, it stars uh, the guy from Walking Dead. Uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, Stephen Yoon um, okay. and uh, and Samara Weaving, and it's it's about this uh, uh, big you know corporate office tower that you know um, gets infected by. Um, this sort of rage type zombie almost uh thing right where everybody's just acting on their their base impulses and it's really violent it's it's a lot of fun um yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool right. to see to see that play out uh, in that environment sounds nice. awesome Great. Is there a Nick? Is it, do you have online presence? I mean, is there somewhere people can follow you on Twitter, or is there a Nick Morris website? Uh, there's uh, uh, there's not a website. I'm on Twitter. Uh, it's at Nick B Morris, um, and uh, on Instagram at uh, uh, Nick Morris Horror. And uh, yeah, those are the best places to find me. I'm on Facebook as well. Um, yeah. Awesome. Great. Great. Cool. Well, thank yeah. you so much for being on the show today. This was a lot of fun. And thank, thank you, you for guys. Bringing another fun movie into the world for us to enjoy. Thank you guys for showcasing it and checking it out. I really appreciate uh, the invitation to come on. Our right. pleasure. And listeners, thank you for checking out our show. Please leave a review and tell everybody that you love us. And once again, I'm uh, Justin Sloan. This is a Creative Writing Life podcast. You can find me on Amazon and my books and all that jazz. And I'm Paul Zeidman. You can check out my screenwriting blog, MaximumZ.blog. I'm also on Twitter at Maximum underscore Z. He's Justin. I'm Paul. This has been the Creative Writing Life Podcast. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, go write something. <laughs>